Yeah, it's the most <clears throat> easiest way, though. Ba, 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 ba. Get all adjusted. Oh, man. Oh, fuck, I'm done. Done fucking with done. I'm done. I'm done. You can't see me? Engaged. Now you can. Now you see me. Now you don't, my friend. My friend. My friend. My friend. My friend. Speaking of friends, I believe it's rock and roll time. I believe it's rock and roll time, too. Let's get ready to rock and roll. It's yeah, been a long right. time. Oh, welcome. What's going on, people of the internet? Welcome. Anthony, Anthony, this is something special. It's not oh, any other okay. random podcast. No, it's, it's actually not. a new location. It is a new location coming in at season two. Season two. That's right. I'm super excited about that. Um, you know, it's kind of crazy because uh, we've only had, like, what, three podcasts or so? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, two or three, right? Uh, we three. had three. We had three. three. Yeah, we've had three. Um, for some reason, the one on the YouTube page, yeah, like totally, like, like I don't see it on there anymore. So I don't know if YouTube took it down. I gotta look at that. Uh, um, we got maybe canceled. something we said. We got yeah. canceled. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I'll look at that. But yeah, this is uh, we we figured since it's a new location, why not have more of a a new new season right. with it? You know, right. right? Episode one. Um, so super super happy about that. Oh yeah. How's it not- Go ahead. No, I was going to say I'm pretty excited that we're finally, you know, we, we, we got another spot. We're here. We're settled. And, you know, we tried recording last week. Shit happens. Right. Yeah. You know? Had some technical difficulties. More, but... more relaxing, yeah. I will say. Yeah. Definitely yeah. more relaxing spot. It really is because we're actually on couches now before we were on a table. And it, I wish y'all could have seen the old room because it was super cool. We it had, was nice. We had, uh, you know, the, the walls all done with, the you know, the, the foam and the, the pictures and the cool table and everything. But I feel like. Sitting on a couch, you know, just kind of chilling. It's just a little more comfortable. And eventually, we're going to have the video where y'all can actually see that. Oh, yeah. Um, we just got to invest a little bit more money and look into our sponsors. Yeah, yeah. That'd be really cool. We got a, you know, a couple of opportunities of sponsorships. Still got to look into that, but, you know, see where it goes. Yeah, exactly. Right. But, guys, if you haven't subscribed, do me a favor and subscribe. Uh, we have a big guest today, someone I've been looking up to for quite some time now, and he's finally here on this podcast. This yes. is our first guest. We're super excited about it. Guys, our guest today is a man with many hats. He started in a company <laughs> called Terminex, then transferred his career to Arrow Exterminators. After 10 years of service in the pest control company, he realized he stopped growing in the company. He knew he was worth more than what they were offering. He has since... He has since been progressing in a new company called America Choice Inspe- Inspections, running a multi-million dollar company, and wears the hat of a CEO. Our guest today has a mindset of investing and mentoring young business minds on how to become the next millionaire. Please welcome Steve Hudak. How you doing, Hudak? What's Thank up? You. Thank you for having me today. What's What's up? Up? Oh, man. Glad to be here, gentlemen. Y'all having fun? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and and you got... We got some donuts too. Yes, you brought donuts Ooh, for donuts. us, man. Donuts. It should be the other way around. We should be treating our guests with like donuts, hey, and man, we massages, got... and <laughs> hey, we got the star crunch. You got the star crunch. You want That's the star crunch? Uh, yeah. yeah, give me star yeah, crunch. Oh yeah, yeah let me crackle that shit. Hey, we got oh, your bottle of water. I mean, oh, I get two, one for each hand. Double, <laughs> double fisting star crunch. Water and a coffee. Got a coffee. You got water and coffee too. He got coffee. We all got the coffee. I ain't got no coffee. Man, dude, I'm so glad. So you're you're not only like, you know, on the page of just like success in general, but like you also, you know, used to be our ex manager in the band. Yeah, not man. really ex either. No. You're still a manager. <laughs> no, he's still, still around. But like, still around. you used to be like our. You used to. You're still around, but you used to like 
be mentor there, us. mentor us, and and show us how to do things. And you taught us a lot with that. Um, I mean, dude, that's that's awesome. I, mean, I bought half your equipment, and it, so and it, <laughs> and it was just a hobby. He was doing it, was it for a hobby. hobby. Yeah. That, that was that's one of the coolest things. You know. How long have you been running sound? Like, how long? What made what made you get into that? All right. So <clears throat> that that was high school. So um, I grew up in a big family. I think I've told you guys that I'm the second, second youngest of six kids. So wow. Um, really, second youngest of seven kids. I had a sister who passed away a long time ago before mm. I was born, but. You know, big family, you kind of have a large dynamic. And for me, it went, you know, boy, boy, girl, 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 me, girl. <laughs> so so that, dy- that dynamic was I was raised by my sisters a lot of the times. And I was a little, uh, I was a little fucker. And, um, but no, so when I was going through school, I, my parents always taught me, you kind of accept everybody for who they are. Right. People earn your respect. Yeah. You earn their respect, and it's not gone until somebody loses it. So I started working when I was like 13 years old, and that was like work, work, like in an apple orchard, pruning apple trees. <laughs> oh, like wow. Going in wow. the wintertime yeah. when school was closed, you know, on snow days and stuff. And uh, they had a theater at our high school, and I had become a, uh, a thespian through show choir and other things. Oh, wow. And I was a nerd. <laughs> so, <laughs> Loved it. So all the way from when I was in actually middle school going into high school, um, I loved doing that sort of stuff. And it all really started when I was like 13 years old. And our high school, North Royalton High School, North Royalton, Ohio, we had the Dan Calipri Center for the Performing Arts. And our middle school was only like three or four years old. And they always used the performing arts for their sound and like when they would do musicals. And one year, high school's musical is the same time as middle school. And middle school's like, well, crud, we got to get this theater inside our gymnasium that's only a few years old up and running. None of this stuff was plugged in. Oh. And <clears throat> my sister at the time, my older sister, was part of the activities. Right. And she was like talking to the director, like, you know, my, my brother's really handy with this stuff. <laughs> and, you know, think about this, all right? As an adult <laughs> in middle school, Having somebody say, "Hey, this thirteen-year-old better at technical <laughs> yeah. than the people you have doing your technical." Oh my goodness! <laughs> he could probably help you out. So here I am, thirteen-year-old kid in middle school, literally hooking up two twenty, two face. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Light lighting, overhead lighting, like strips, battens of lighting, literally hooking up the battens with the custodian helping me as supervision, so that I don't get you know get hurt. Right. And got it all set up. Got all the audio, figured all up, of it out. Figured it all out. Had a had an old soundboard from the high school that they weren't using brought over. Hooked it all up, and they did the musical in the middle school. So, what kind of soundboard was it? Oh God, it was old, <laughs> old Mackie. It was wow. all analog, sixteen channel. Oh, I mean, wow. had no wow. effects built in, nothing like that. I yeah. mean, strictly. I mean, you should have seen our our light board was. We used to have run patches for light boards and save them on three and a half inch floppies so that we wouldn't lose <laughs> some. What? Oh, yeah, dude. But uh, that's but, crazy. But yeah, after that, that summer, they asked me to uh, come over and start, you know, looking at the uh, lighting and sound they had there. And a year later, I was the technical director running all the audio and sound for our at, high school. At how, how old were you whenever you became? Well, I officially became an employee of the school district and was starting to get a check. And I was 14 years old. What? What? No way. So, yeah. So when I so what would happen is in the summertime, they would rent the facility out to like dance studios. I did the Miss Greater Cleveland Beauty Pageant, which the next step from that was the Miss Ohio Beauty Pageant. Wow. And um, <clears throat> no, they would rent out the space. So they had students running all the stuff. 
but when it wasn't during school hours, they couldn't say we were students, so they had to pay us. Holy cow! Because they were charging people from the outside contracts to come work from, so we were employees that the school was making profit off of, so they had to pay us. That is too cool. So at fourteen years old, at fourteen years old, (laughs) and that that kind of sparked that that music side of you. Well, I was in show choir, so like I was singing and dancing. I think it was more of this social aspect, just yeah. being in front of people and not really caring. And plus, right. I, you know, I was in wrestling, so right. I was a wrestler who was also in show choir, and I was the yeah. Right. So I didn't really hang out with a with a clique of people. Right. It was, was just like multiple friends with everybody. Yeah, yeah. I just right. whoever was cool was my friend, and if you, you know, and I was, and I, to be honest, when I was younger, I was annoying little shit. <laughs> so for me, it was just like I was, and it was just because I was energetic as all hell. And uh, as I got older and I got smarter and I started to kind of see it, I had the, I look at it now, I want to say the the advantage of not being limited to the thought process of one group of people. Right. So you're I, able to adapt to different different groups because of like all the people so, you're, you're exactly. social that's, with. That's so true because I, I was like that in high school. I had, oh, yeah. I had a lot of different groups. I had like, you know, the more of the um, uh, like welding side group. What are y'all looking at? There's people. People out there outside. Yeah, there's other renters in the yeah. units. Um, we've had, uh, yeah, so we've had, um, I've had a different bunch of different groups, you know, like the welder side, the basketball side. Yeah. I've had, you know, like the the middle side and the music group, you know, like all the all the different, <clears throat> oh, you yeah. know. It's crazy because each one of those groups have different personalities. They are. They all they, act differently. You they know? do. Mm-hmm. See, I, I was, whenever I was in high school, because I did, you, you know, y'all know this, all throughout elementary school and, uh, you know, up through high school and stuff, I was doing drum set and played football. So come high school, I was doing marching band and varsity football. And like we, I got along with all the chorus kids and everything. And then right. sophomore year, come halftime, I would have to take off my football, my you know, my helmet, shoulder pads, put on a bass drum, and then go march. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would awesome. go march. Yeah. And, and was, what was so funny is I remember, I think it was like a homecoming night or something. But like I just, I just smelled bad. You know, I'm a football player. I smell bad. And like the band kids were telling me, I smelled like you smell bad. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, <laughs> it's like, ah, whatever, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But it it was fun doing that because like I, I you know like you were saying I, I learned to be able to adapt to different groups because I had right. you know the band. It's nerds. not a bad thing though, it's and, like and it's not thing. it's not because there's different people that you know you know it's like wow like if I was never in this group with y'all I would have never known like who you are and like what you're into and yeah really exactly. cool yeah yeah but I mean you also you know it, you also look at like the people you date and <clears throat> the people you interact with like you know right. I went from dating a, a, a really athletic girl to dating a goth girl that was in theater oh, rock to, on. to dating to dating like kind of a preppy-ish girl to yeah. then dating like a shy girl so right. Like, <laughs> right it was like it also opened that up and when you do that you know like even nowadays <clears throat> i kind of it, it kind of reflects the thought process that i have in like the world today like i look at a lot of this stuff like i have a i have a you know a who was a sister-in-law that's now my brother-in-law you know that's yeah yeah yeah, and yeah. so it went from uh, amanda to nick right and i'm like so to me you know i grew up i grew up with amanda like as her like from when she was like work hard she had to be like nine or ten years old all the way to where she is now so i've known her my whole life wow. and it's like went from amanda to nick but I, to me it's still you it's know, still well, i mean it's it's the person it really right, doesn't right, matter what it right, wants it, to be called right exactly and, and so and so it's really really for me you know for me i i put everything around humor you know i have all mm-hmm. my funny oh things. yeah oh yeah we know that best but that's my, that's my family but I mean, I look at it even, but my parents taught me like because of the way I was raised and I was the black sheep of the family because right. it really went boy, boy who hung out. Yeah. And girl, girl, girl. And the, the girls all hung out. So I was just the dude kind of there. Right. But um, my mom says it makes me the most resilient. 
I could put up with the most shit. Right. Yeah. I don't. Ha- I don't have a lot, but it also. I don't make decisions emotionally. If that makes right, sense. you're able to separate the two. You're rationally, and it's very easy for people to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's. I mean, regardless of what you, I don't care what people's. I can go through the science, the thought process, the evolution of it. But even now, the what happens is when you have decisions in mainstream society, political, whatever, being made off emotions, they're not the best decisions. Right. The right. When was the last time you made an emotional decision that lasted? Oh God. Oh yeah, God yeah. I mean, right. give it to me because well, people say, "Oh, the person that I married." Well, yeah, but even when you do that, there's a certain aspect of logic, and that's the issue that r- relationships have when they have, get married. Right. They base it off emotion, and then they have to add logic later on. Yeah. Right. That's why they fail. They jump into it too uh, quick. Too quickly. Yeah. Too, too quick. Exactly. So almost like you're skipping the. Yeah, like the lovely side, and you're going right exactly. into the serious side, and then it kind of comes back. Exactly. You don't get to know each other. It, you you right. don't know how to fight. No. You don't know how to... Yes, you right. don't when know how you, to fight. When you help? argue, it... Like, let me put it this way. When me and my wife first got together, like, we've been together for five years, but when we first got... We're married now, but when we first got together, we had to learn how to fight. Now, if we had gotten married when we had first gotten together, dude, oh God. we wouldn't be together right now. You know yeah, what I'm right. saying? Yeah. You have to learn to... Y'all know been... each other boundaries. Boundaries is a big thing. You mm-hmm. got to know each other's boundaries, right? In you know, I've been. Well, I'll be with. I'll be with my wife Sarah. I'll be with her ten years this October. Oh, how congrats. does that feel? Oh, married. Awesome. How does that feel? <laughs> it man. feels like honestly, it feels natural. Yeah. And I mean, and that's ten years married. We were together for nine years before we got married. Wow. So we had lived together. We have fought. Really? We had broken up. We have gotten back together. We Holy broken cow! Up again. We oh, <laughs> lived together gosh. for a while. We moved to another state together. And then we decided to get married. Well, I she wanted to get married the whole time. I decided to get married because I was the one who had a man up. <laughs> and, uh, right. and it was. It was a decision between, I think, uh, Anthony and I said, between, you know, big boy jobs. And right. you have right. to take on the accountability with right. it. Um, but I think also I understood what that meant because of watching my dad. And it was like, all right, I knew that if I chose this commitment, I'm staying with you no matter what. Yep. I'm going to be doing my whole life now gets not I'm not going to use the word sacrifice, but it gets applied to this family. Right. Right. In my in my personal preference comes second. That's Mm -hmm. all it comes down to. It comes after because y'all are a team. Exactly. Yeah. like that. That is regardless if she sees it the other way or not. Right. Right. And that's the hard part. People. Right. And so after we got married, you know, we went through we went through tough, toughish times. I'm not going to say crazy. I never packed up and left. Nothing like that. But I mean, we're four kids now. My oldest is seven. He'll be turning eight this year. And and so four kids in, you know, it's like, you know, I'm committed. Yeah. But But it's just like a little Steve running around. Yeah. (laughs) Four littles. Four four littles. Yeah. I feel bad for society in the future. (laughs) You have no idea how many times I look at my oldest daughter and I say, I feel bad for the man who falls in love with you. (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness that's funny but no but yeah back to yeah so i got no i got sorry we got one on a tangent about family oh dude no so this podcast yeah talk about whatever but yeah man that's that's awesome though with like the whole the whole sound thing man like when you're out there i mean steve's the type of guy we'll be playing mid playing and the monitor will go out and he'll come out with a solder gun as we're playing and fixing it (laughs) like that's steve like he is he when he signs up for something you take it like full throttle, like you give it one hundred and ten percent, and that's like something like that you taught me to like you know something I really appreciate is the music and that kind of stuff. My job, give it one hundred ten percent, and like you never know, one day you can be 
you know, the owner of whatever company, you know. Right. And that's where you're kind of heading towards now. He's, you know, not that you left the band, but you, you wanted to branch out, right, to to, to be that next person. millionaire, well, right? Yeah, not just that. I mean, even like with the band, the management, <clears throat> for me, managing bands, it was fun. It was a hobby. It was like I a had, hobby, yeah. But yeah. I had to reassess what, so like you said, 110%. If I can't do something fully or I get to a point in my career or life where, all right, priority shifted, mm-hmm. I know I can't commit enough to the band it, to it, where they say I have a show. I'm not going to be the reason you can't do a show. So, right. And the only way to make that transition, and I'm not using the word force it, is to know that I'm going to be able to support you because that's that to me, that's the commitment. Yep, the right, commitment yep. is, listen, guys, I can't be your manager anymore, but here, listen. It broke my heart to sell the equipment. I didn't have to sell the equipment. I yeah. could have put it in storage and kept it, and right. I knew that. And I know, like, even now I can't even get some of that equipment anymore. And it's like, all right, this sucks, but I know it's going to people I care about that are going to use it. And I know that for me to be able to support you guys as friends, mm-hmm. you can call me, and I can walk you through it over the phone because I'm phone. familiar right. with which it. Has happened, which has happened so many times. Like, yeah. you, you really have supported me. Like, you're still a manager in my eyes. Like, you've oh, definitely it. supported me, though. Like a big Steve, I'm mid show right now. I'm having a problem with this. He goes, "Oh, do this, this, and this, and turn the phantom power on or some shit." Like that. I called you about that. One yeah, day. yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I mean, you've done, yeah, dude, you've done so good at all that, you know. And this new stretch now with your the company you've been with, um, I mean, what you have some big goals with that, right? I mean, yeah. you moved, you generally made the decision to to arise in the 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 company to a different state. Well, what we're, yeah, and right now with Texas is really the market to be in. So to give you an idea, like Dallas, Texas, right. the city of Dallas has the same population of our entire state. Wow. Wow. That's so, a, yeah, that's I a lot. believe that. Though. Yeah. Texas so when, is so huge. It though. is. And so when you talk, when you think about like expansion and growth, so, and I think I've told you, I don't know if I've told you guys this, you know, before I got married, I made goals for my life. One was before I was 30, I was going to own a house and sell it. Um, excuse me, by the time I was, yeah, by the time I was 30, by the time I was 35, I was going to be out of debt. And by the time I'm 40, I was going to be a millionaire. And right now I'm on track for my third goal. I have owned a house, sold a house and doing selling, got out of debt, excuse me, got out of debt, lived out of that house for four years, bought a new house and consequently in debt from the new house. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, market going up 50% or whatever. Either way. So in a new house now. But now I am on track to be a millionaire by the time I'm 40. Rock and I'm on. going to be. Right. And when going I say be, I'm yeah. going to be, it's not when you have the mindset of, and you know what? Millionaire was a great goal when I was 20. Now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, why didn't I put a B in front of that billionaire? Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah. And, now, and now my goals are changing. Right. And my view is changing. Now what I'm trying to do is balance the, and there's a lot of, again, studied psychology behind it, of how much I need to be involved with my family and mm-hmm. how much I want to be a billionaire. Gotcha. And it's you got to find the... Because I'm going, any billionaire out there other than inherited, Mm -hmm. self me, you look at Elon Musk. I mean, Elon Musk got how many kids now? Seven kids? Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 And he's gone with several wives. And all that is is a testament to him keep, because listen, the dude can put a rocket in outer space. He can focus on a relationship and keep it going. Oh, yeah. For him, it was about priorities. And and I don't even know the guy. And I, I would love to one day, but I don't know. But just viewing it from the outside looking in. Anybody that can put a rocket in space can focus that time and keep a marriage together. Oh right? yeah, and so oh, it yeah. was. It was. Uh, hey, no, he was at. He was, you know, spending the nights at the office and he was sleeping there. Yeah, if I was a wife, I wouldn't want that for my kids. No. I would rather, you know, sorry, dude, screw you. I'm gonna. And that, and that's just 
basic psychology. Right. That is yeah. evolution. It's nothing against the person. That's right. evolution. No. And a mom should do that if mm-hmm. that's what the husband decided. Mm-hmm. I guess where the fault was was either that person not completely understanding what was involved going in or the drive and commitment of somebody who's so focused. Right. That's what they're going to do. So for me, I recognize that because I can get so focused on something, whether it be a band, whether it be work, to where the first thing that comes out of my line of sight is my family. That's easy to do. Oh, I got to work late tonight. Oh, man, I got to do this. What I, where I found a balance is I now make my days earlier because when it's early in the morning, it doesn't right. affect my family. Exactly. So if I wake up at four o'clock in the morning right. and start working, it doesn't affect my wife, doesn't affect my kids. I might be tired, but that's my choice. Right. So right, right. But, there, but you're able to find the balance to, to where I'm finding yeah. it. Yeah. I'm right now I'm finding it, and it's a constantly changing battle. So you're talking about going in other states, you know, wanting yeah. to do that is, you know, in my mind, yeah, that's growth, that's growth, that's growth. But where does my family need me? You know, mm. I've got a son who's really super smart mentally, but emotionally he's not there. So he needs mm. support from me to keep him in check. So right. I have to be there for that. You know, I've got, you know, a wife who's doing baking and she's she's finding her way and what she's what her self-worth is. And now she's got a baking company. Oh, that's and awesome. So amazing. Yeah. And she's doing called Mayhem Confections. Mayhem. Oh. Where could they find it? Where could they um, find it? Facebook Mayhem Confections on Facebook. No, okay, she, cool. she, yeah. does, she does. When I talk about amazing work, she's incredibly talented. I told her today, like. If we want our goal that when our kids are in preschool, like my youngest, like mm-hmm. in the next two years, where we buy you a spot and have you do that, and even if it doesn't make money, like your own private kitchen somewhere, like we can do that. And she's like, really? I'm like, yeah, we just have to have the same goals. Oh, so I don't that, want those goals right. just for me. I want them for her. Right. Right? That's the growth and like yeah. the relationship, how that like works. You know. Yeah, how yeah. it works. Y'all on the same, if you're on the same page. Wow. You know? Yeah, she wants it now, but we have kids. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I gotta, a little challenging. I got to bring her back. Like, hey, babe, listen, we got to take care of the kids first. You know, take care of the house and family. But no, she's got that drive, which is good. Right. Um, That's cool. Having that drive, though, is, with anything you do, I feel like it's just so important. And truly liking what you do. Right. You know, like genuinely like what I do for work. I, I, I'm content. I like what I'm doing. You know, mm-hmm. am I comfortable? Yes. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of people would say, you know, we'll get out of that comfort zone, go do something that you know, right? That you really want to do, you know. And I don't know, like, what do you? Is that kind of what you're doing, Steve? Like, is that kind of where with your company? Because you've been with the the pest control side of things for for a good bit now, right? I mean, yeah. In, and now you're doing home inspections too. Yeah, I'm doing home inspections, and, and those kind of go hand in hand sometimes. Absolutely. You know? So, what made you get into that side of um, career? Yeah, let's let me explain that. Um, and I want to and I want to clarify something really quick. I started working when I was 13 years old. Yeah. And I'm 36 years old now. In that length of time, I I have to look at the math. 20 some years. 23. Yep, 23 years. I have worked for five companies in wow. 23 years. I worked for Bruce Grayson Royalton Farms. Worked for Pac Pacman, which also went to a company called William Scotsman. Mm-hmm. Then Terminix. Then Arrow Exterminators. I'm on my sixth company now. Wow. And that long. So when you look at my resume, yeah. the biggest problem I have are people, when I look at resumes to hire people, is oh, work there for six months, work there for three months. Yeah, and then right. go to switch right. jobs. But and I'll, and I'll revisit that. But I want to answer your question first, Chris, uh, about why I came to where I am with home inspections. So working in pest control was great. I worked for a phenomenal company, Arrow. The owners were very culture-oriented. Emily and Thomas Kendrick, the owner. And they taught me going from Terminex, which was a very business oriented company and and rightfully so because of their dynamic of their company they had to be um to a company that was a little bit more of hey let's talk about business later let's talk about culture today 
And that, that kind of mindset taught me a lot over the time that I was there. And it got to a point where it was a corporation. Like to make the next step for me was going to be in a position that I didn't know I wanted to be in. I was going to be away from my mm. family a lot mm. more. I was going to have to be, you know, a lot more away from my family, committed in things that I really didn't want other people being involved in the decision making on certain things. And I saw that happening. It happens at every corporate level. Right. I, don't care, I don't care what company you are. When you get to three, four hundred million dollars a year, your goals are protecting that three to four hundred million because it's no right, longer yeah. about you. It's about the if company, if right. if the company makes a decision about Joe. Joe's then that means that that can affect 10 other people right. elsewhere in the company indirectly either through HR reasons or whatever so your mindset has to change mm -hmm. and a lot of that bureaucracy and red tape was getting in the way and when I say getting in the way it was affecting my day-to-day -day in things that I had no control over so I'm like all right this this doesn't Ugh. this doesn't bode well with me and when I say it, it's like things that affected my income that other people were making decisions about that I couldn't get involved in because of you know, politics. And I'm like, no, this, yeah. this so for me, it was like, all right, do I want to continue to do this? My heart wasn't in it. And I'm like, I'm either going to a go start my own company mm -hmm. or find somebody or something that's in a position where I can find a lead source to build a company like that. Mm -hmm. And in pest control, the best lead source is new homeowners. It just is because if, if an existing homeowner calls you, they probably already have a problem. Gotcha. And if there's already a problem, it's going to take time. They're going to be harder. Now, if you get right. new homeowners, you're starting to to literally treat their homes before they have a problem. Right. So now they're going to be better clients who are going to be happier with you as a company. We invest less money into it because we're not having a, to knock out German roaches, whatever it is. We get to we get to do that, and we get to give them a high level of service from the gotcha. Get -go. And so we get to give them something. And they're awesome. they're going to love that. They're going to appreciate. It. You're going to have that exactly. nice relationship with them too. Exactly. So home inspections was all right. You know, you find a million dollar home home inspection company, $2 million. They do roughly 1,200 inspections a year. That's 1,200 client, 1,200 leads I have to follow up with mm -hmm. before they close on that house. And that house information then goes out to the big boys who pay for that information. So I have access to the client before any other major company does. Wow. So think wow. about that. So when you buy a house, about 30 days after, all of your information gets uploaded to GIS, all right, which is the TAC record services. Every county has it. There are companies that pull that information from those closings county by county, client's name, their phone number, email address, and, and really a big ones. it's just the client's name and the, on the home address that they closed on because that's all public information. They compile it and sell it to big companies like Orkin and Terminex, and they say, hey, big guys. Yeah. here's a bunch of people that just moved in in this county. If you want to build your, your client base here, we'll sell you this list of information for X amount of dollars. And they'll spend millions of dollars a year on this type of information. Oh, Pe wow, wow. oh people, you know, they talk about things like Musk and all that. What you all don't realize is the largest corporate, the largest revenue generating anything right now is information. And it's not, it's not information like, oh, what's Anthony's first name, last name? No, what's Anthony probably going to do tomorrow? What store is Anthony going to probably go to within the next 30 days? How do they get Wait, that what? information? Oh, <laughs> whoa, whoa. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> so <laughs> information is worth a lot. And when you're a home inspection company, I'm able to get access to 1,200 leads before any other big boy ever can. I get to work them. I get to and sell they're them. And they're paying big and money they're for paying it. they're paying big money for it. 
I get it for free. Not only do I get it for free, people are paying me to do a service for them and get that information. Not only I have more information than not, they get the name and the address. I have the name, the email, the phone number, the husband's names, the wife's <laughs> name. I have I have how much wow. they paid for. I mean, I've 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 been I've had employees at the house looking at it, and I have a detailed report about everything on that home before the client even puts it on GIS and makes an offer on the house. Wow. Or closes on the house. Wow. So you're already one step ahead. You, oh, I'm, I'm 10 like, steps yeah, ahead. Yeah. And, and so for me, it was like with pest control, it's like, man, even any services, you think like HVAC services, all I'm like, hmm, dang, if I get in a, a service related that has that kind of impact and that kind of lead source, this could be very lucrative. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I started testing out in different places, you know, did a little work in Texas, went up to Ohio. So I'm like, I don't want, uh, I don't know. And so now what we've done, so we did that last March. Okay. So we started doing pest control last March, met the owner, owner of price, really awesome dude, has a really long, extensive history in real estate and teaches it. So not only oh, am I, cool. yeah, so I have, I have an owner who has a foot in, in the industry you know, he and I get along. Right. You know, we can fight with each other like yeah. marriage. You know, we get along. <laughs> we, we, I know he'll tell me what's on his mind without thinking. And that's good. I want. I, right. I work well with a person like that, which was a, re, a decision that I made. Some people don't bode well with people who are direct with them. I do. Right. So I, 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 yeah. I like straightforward. Me too. No, when I say straightforward, you guys have an idea of straightforward. I'm talking about straightforward to the point where it's almost rude. Like, <laughs> like that's a, that's a stupid ass idea. Like something yeah, like, like, yeah. like why like asking rhetorical questions? Why would this happen like this when you know it wasn't you? And it's like, <laughs> all right, I understand. But no, it, it's really it's okay for me. And um. But yeah, so so I decided to, all right, I want to get in on this. It makes a lot of sense to me. I see where the money and the value is. What I didn't anticipate happening was the experience I had when I first got into pest control in sales has turned into a whole other animal, like coaching, taking companies who are doing this and saying, hey, I know you're doing this, but let me tell you something. I know how you can do this consistently through all your people and generate a massive amount of revenue off of these steps that I've developed by my experience and success in the past. And now it's going into this niche market of businesses that are, are range anywhere between a hundred thousand and in 30 million that are like, hmm. we've always struggled with that. And I'm like, not only do I do it now, I've been able to prove it. And now I can tell you how to really multiply your revenue based off of these, this lead source. So, so, so how many people are out there that are like you being able to do that with those? So yeah, like I, how many people have that information? So you got to think, and uh, so right now, uh, uh, there's at least a couple hundred home inspection companies that I know of that are doing pest control as well. Most of them aren't doing pest control under the same name as their home inspection company, and let me explain why they're doing this. When I do a home inspection, the chances of me being able to prove that a client, a homeowner, is going to ever come back to me for service again and hire me when they buy their next house is mm-hmm. very unlikely. It's, it's a one-off. You build a relationship with the agent. You show you could do a really good job in the best interest of that client. The agent says, wow, this company has shown me that they're probably the best option for the price range. They recommend us to the client. The client goes with our service, and then we follow through. That's it. With pest control, I can go to Anthony's house and say, Anthony, you have an ongoing issue with ants. I'm going to charge you this quarterly service Mm -hmm. on an ongoing contract that never ends, and I can statistically guarantee how long of a customer you'll be and how much money I'm going to make off of you in the next five years. Wow. And I can do that based off of how many services you have because I know that clients that have multiple services are going to stay with me longer Yeah. because they have more invested and they're getting a better discount because we have multiple services. Right. And what that's called is reoccurring revenue. 
And the beautiful part about reoccurring revenue is a business that's looking to buy a business that has reoccurring revenue can can statistically analyze that data and say, I'm almost guaranteed that over the next five years, I'm going to make this much money, right. which makes that business more valuable. Because you already have it as a con- so, everything. Exactly. So a $3 million home inspection company is probably worth $250,000 or $2.5 million. Right. Okay. Gotcha. A $3 million pest control company is worth anywhere between nine and $12 million. That's a big... Wow. Uh-huh. So now when you think about time invested, I can build a million dollar pest control company in 12 months and sell it for $3 million. Wow. Yeah. So, oh so what's happened is with that data and showing it is I had to take a proof of concept, which was, all right, I have resources. I have home inspections, right? I had a couple people that worked for me that... <laughs> Hadn't really started a company. They didn't. He, they were on the same level as me. It was like really starting. We were both lost. We were lost, and they didn't work out. And I recognized that. And they, one was a, both were friends, but they were people that knew what they were doing in the industry. They weren't the fit. That's okay. There's right. a culture aspect there, right? And I came to realize that I really need to test this out. Mm. I really need to follow through with myself. Right. Get in the truck. I was. I'm the licensee holder, so I could do whatever services I want. I'll load up my truck with everything I need and let me get a really good month's worth of work and to see what I can do. Well, one month, $67,000 in sold businesses off 150 leads. Wow. By myself. Now, do you <laughs> That's just pretty go to these That's companies? Do you just no, walk in? And no, just... they're not companies. They're homeowners. Right. So they're coming to, yeah. so they're coming what, to you. Yeah, or, no, no, no. or he's following up and reaching no. out. Like yeah, yeah. Following up, reaching yeah. out. So what happens is the client does a home inspection with us they automatically get a free initial pest control service with no strings attached. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to have my opportunity for free to show them what I can do. I show up, set the expectation for them what today is. This is what I'm doing today. All right. I do my thing. I'm not going to go through all the details, but I do my thing. I right. do my inspection, get all my data together, then go and sit back down with them afterwards and be like, hey, everything looked good or didn't look good. Here's what I found. Here's what I did about what I found. Here's what I can't do based off of the service you have, but here's what we can do to correct it going forward. Would you like us to take care of that for you today? That's it. Right. I, and my theory, I have two theories. One, inform the homeowner about so much stuff about their home that no other company can come in behind me and screw them. Oh, right. I want right. I, I don't I'm not selling it as you, in you, I want to be the person to do it. I'm saying is I'm trying to give you all the information right. and why it needs to be this way. Right. So that way when Joe well, Schmo Big O comes and in, like, oh you me, need you're, you need this, this, and yeah, that. Exactly. Oh, and right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and oh, they've the, already built a relationship with you. They already trust you. It's like this person already came in. Of the house. Exactly. Hey, listen, if, if you, if I encourage you to get other pricing. Here's my card. Even if you don't hire me and you want me to look at it afterwards, give me a call right. and I'll give you a second set of eyes. Oh, my God. You see you see this all the time with uh, the automotive industry. So so exactly. many things. It's like, it's like, oh, well, you need this, this, and that. Well, my buddy just told me that, you know. I don't need all this. Exactly. So th- it's preference. Yeah. So what people ends up businesses sell off preference and off of off of profits instead of facts, and right. that's where they fail. So they I upcharge you so much. They do. So, and there's certain things that I. So one of the unique opportunities I have since I run the financials, I look at the P and L, I order the product, I pay for the insurance. I hire the people. I pay the health insurance. I know what the work is. I know what all of those transactions are. Right. I can tell you what I have to charge something to make a profit, and I know what my profit goal is. So I can take that dollar amount, type in that in, be like, listen, I'm the one selling it. I'm the manager. You're a really nice person. You were putting it. This actually happened to me just a couple weeks ago. You're a really tough person put in a really tough situation. Okay? It wasn't their fault. 
wasn't our fault. It was something that was found later on. This whole area needs to be treated. Well, okay, I can't help you out. I'm the owner. I'm not going to pay myself a sales commission. I get a salary. I do have to make sure I get profit because we run a business. Right. And I make that, you know, listen, I'm not going to give it any way for free because I think my services were something. Right. My information. You, you know the worth. You know the exactly. value. Exactly. I go over that and I said, this is what I could do it for. We may not be the cheapest, but I know we're going to be the best. And by the way, I'm going to be one of the people out here doing the work for you. And so you do that. I bet they love seeing that. Oh, my yeah. gosh. When I'm there with a the shovel doing it. Yeah. I, I, so it was a proof of concept of what my my mindset, culture, and ideas were to build this. And now I've done it, proven it, exceeded the expectations because I was thinking maybe like 30 grand in a in a month. 67. I mean it was it was it's just I literally have more work than I can get done in a in a re, well I see reasonable. I do a really good job communicating expectations so they know when they're on the schedule. But you know, I would prefer to get this all this stuff done within that week because then I can continue to go out and sell instead of working on it. Right. So I recognize that I can build something that's so valuable that I can potentially have the owner of this company retire, give it to me, <laughs> and oh, then I can gosh. I now have a future where I can build something I can do I can rinse and repeat. Right. And then I every time I do that, I prove concept more, which means in my future I don't have to build businesses. I can coach other businesses how to do what I do. Exactly. And all I have to do is give information without picking up a shovel. And right. now my mind became my muscles and now i can communicate and build programs custom programs for other and home you, inspection companies that are trying to build pest control and make them profitable and really make the big boys work right right and you and you understand all the work because you've you've gone through i've done it and right, I'm, proving right. it. I'm proving it and now i'm now i'm at the point in all that where i need to replicate it right. so when we talked about like other states for home inspections you know it was really quick for me to think about wait a minute that's not going to be profitable it might generate revenue over time but why wouldn't I perfect what I'm doing here? Right. First. First. Then instead, then instead of going up to Ohio or Texas or Indiana, Virginia, and building another home inspection and pest control company, unless I my now my plan is no longer building home inspections. My plan is replicating what I'm doing here right. in other states. I'm building a home. I'm, I'm starting a home inspection company as my lead source, but I'm starting a pest control company at the same right. time. And now all I'm doing is replicating results. And if you can continue doing it, you, that's already you've done. Already exactly and you, you have a just, whole way to like all right we can do this now and the more successful here. i get the more reputation and success my process becomes and the more valuable that becomes right it, there you go that's it yeah that makes sense i was looking up the i don't know if you use this for uh this saying or whatever but um you ever heard of like the format and breaking it down what it stands for to, to to get information out of a customer it's what it stands for is family occupation Recreation, um, motivation, animals, and, and teams. Yep, I've heard of that. Have you heard of that? Do you use that? I don't. Um, and the only reason why is for me, I feel just for me at least, I feel like everybody connects a little bit different. And there is a skill set in communication that can't be replicated by process or standard operating procedure. There just isn't. Mm -hmm. And that is reading people and really understanding what they're doing. And for me, for a long time, actually as a child, it was something I struggled with, but I was always very social. I, yeah. people, I was always very social. And it was always natural to me. You know, I worked at a gun shop when I was landscaping. That was fun. But I used to sell guns before I was even, even legally allowed to own them. And I, but because the owner was there, so the owner would be the one doing the paperwork. I would just be the one giving my opinion and talking with people. Oh, and wow. it was always talking with them, hey, what do you need this for? 
what are you doing with this? Mm. Well, I want something to protect myself. Well, what's your level of experience? Well, it's new for me. New, you need something simple. Let's look at something simple. And I, I catered to the person. Right. And I directed them in a good way. And you're able to fit right. their category of like what they. Exactly. So when you talk about talking with the client, Chris, I have a strong, strong theory that homeowners own that home, make their money, and that's the one part of their life that they own that nobody told them what to do. Does right. that make sense? So I'm not going to tell them what to do. I'm going to give them the information in a way decide. and let them decide. So I know I don't I, I do get to know my people that I'm talking with, but I can go to somebody's house, know their name, know nothing about about their life, give them the information, educate them and still sell it just as easy as I would with somebody that I knew how many dogs they have. Awesome. Right. I yeah. mean, and the reason is because if you can set that expectation walking in that I'm here to do something professional for you. I'm going to give you professional results and I'm going to give you information that you can go through and use to make a good decision. And I hope I'm the person you make that decision for. But right. if I'm not, at least you have it all. At least right. you have it. Yeah, and you have at all. least you set a good representation of yourself, you know, and like you, you, you represent yourself and the company and you build that connection. Cause that's what it's all about. Exactly. What's helped me a lot too, um, with like sales and stuff is I'm very open. Like I'm very like honest. Like I just, I feel like I'm, Humble when I'm around people, and that's what helps me, you know, form that connection with those customers, and and that's why they want to deal with you. So if you form that, you know, like just a strong connection with them, I think that's that's number one. Yeah. Instead yeah. of just going right up to them, and be like, you know, for instance, I sell boats. So I, go, I don't sell boats, but you know, I work at a dealership. Going right up to them, and be like, hey, what boat do you want to buy? Instead, I go up to them, and be like, hey, how are you guys doing? Welcome, you know, like, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, what just, brings you guys in? Where are you from? You know, right? Don't um, don't force the sale. Yeah, exactly yeah exactly and um and we can get on that more of a, on a different podcast too you know right. well that's a different types of sales it's, it's yeah. different when somebody's coming to you mm -hmm. than when you're going when to you're going them. to when them you're, yeah you're going into their safe space you don't need to make them feel comfortable when they're coming to you you need to right. make it a safe space right. so they feel comfortable exactly right. yeah. yeah that that's a good way of looking at it too yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's 100 percent. well then if they go with your service they're going to tell other people about your service too. Exactly. And that's where more leads come in. Communication right. is like the biggest, like, I guess, advertisement. I've heard that a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, you know, well, word, I mean, word, word, word of mouth or word, word of mouth. Yeah, word, word of mouth. mouth. Yeah. I know. So my company, you know, the company I started March of March of 2022. So last year, March, right? I know that in these last, these last, what, 32 days, I know for a fact I sold more than a $3 million office of my previous company because wow. I know people that work there and they're like, wait, how much did you sell Hudak? I'm like, I'm at 67,000. Like we're missing our sales goal this month. We're like 36. And so oh I, and I'm like, so, so think about that. Uh, this little company that no one's ever heard of just by word of mouth with no right. advertising, no, you know, just right. a little bit of SEO, no Google ads, nothing like that is outperforming the big dogs. Yeah. And so if I can maintain right. that and scale it and, and duplicate me, not necessarily me, but my thought process into other people, it's going to be extravagant. And that's right. where I am now. Now I'm like, all right, I've proven it. And, and, and you couldn't have done that being at the other, other company. It, no, it's, I couldn't. Like I wouldn't have had the freedom. You were just limited to yeah, what you I, could do. I didn't have the freedom. So I, I read, uh, I actually heard it somewhere. There was a gentleman talking. He said, we're all set to in this, in this vicious cycle of thinking that we should work 40 hours a week, make, get to even a six-figure salary, right? And then retire at 65. That's He's like, that's bullshit. I, I want to I wanna be making whatever salary I want. Right. Mm -hmm. Retire when I'm 40. Right. And then do what I want when I want to do and, it. And that I, goes hand in hand with right. knowing your worth. And know, also, you got to remember, value. too, like, 
inflation and with all that kind of stuff too. Like six figures when we're forty or fifty it's, is it's not going to be a lot. I, listen, right. I'm I I dropped out of high school when I was my junior year because I had dyslexia. Went learned how to reread at eighteen years old. Started going to college on my own. After paying for college, I'm like, this is a ridiculous waste of my money. Went out into the world, put my skills out there. Right. Now I'm a high school dropout with the GED who didn't finish college that's making six figures a year or more, and I'm doing it on my terms. Right. Right. I, I want to know how many lawyers. I want to know how many, you know, how many engineers, how many, right. uh, even doctors. How how many of you are doing it on your own terms? Right. No, no, no. You are governed by a group of people that are telling you how to do it. Lawyers under the law, doctors under mm-hmm. all that stuff. No, you're governed by they're people. Sheep. Exactly. Right. They're, I, sheep. they're sheeple. There's, there's, yeah. they're not. Sheeple. And and don't get me wrong. There's a there's a place for people. It's not a knock. And trust me. I could. I didn't have the discipline in my mind to change my way the na- way I needed to in order right. to operate in that society. No, no, no. I'm not saying not do it. If those are the people's goals and their prerogatives through their life, keep it. But I'm saying, mm-hmm. don't undersell yourself. There are people out there that I've met that are doctors and are doing. It. I'm thinking, wow, this person could have just lived their life a little bit differently, and they could have been an Elon Musk and worth. Billions. And they're mm-hmm. still paying off their school. And they're too. still paying yeah, off exactly, their school. Yeah. You know, I had, you know, I, exactly. I was just talking with somebody. Their daughter's figuring, fi- finishing up her doctor or her third doctor in virology or something like that. Uh, yeah, they're, she, they're, she's going to be like a million and a half dollars in debt. Oh my! I'm sorry, but even if she got a job at three hundred thousand dollars a year, oh living in a house in San Diego where she's at and did that, she's never going to pay that house off. And even if she meets a man Hell who's no. making double that, he has the same debt. Yep. It's like really, that's your smartest move for somebody that got a hard degrees that you're going to do that great that was a stupid ass move you're, you're very educated don't get me wrong you're, you're very book smart that's fine but i just want to give you a con it, an idea of the multiplication the fact that i didn't do that didn't pay that money came from a poor house worked my butt off learned to understand the read of society around me learn mm. how to communicate to it and i'm going to be yep. net worth more than you i think and not in debt like that yeah exactly i think it's scary that people are saying yes to that it's like, yeah, I'm okay with like having a third sign up for that. Yeah. So See, much. instead, how I like, how I did, I'd rather be in debt with something that you know appreciates in value. A you house. know, now I get it. Like college, if you if you went through everything, you say you're in five hundred thousand dollars in debt, but you have your degree. I guess that's you're. It's making you money, but very slowly yeah. paying you back. You know, because you have to pay that off. Versus, I didn't go to college. I went to a trade school, and. But you know, I'm probably like two hundred fifty thousand in debt or whatever. But it's towards a house, so it's a little different, you know. Yeah, right. yeah. So that's was... that's the that that's like a totally different. Um, it's only gonna mindset appreciate. too. But I feel like college, in a way, is just a like almost like a scam in a way, just to just to take your money. It is. I mean, I feel like it depends on. It, 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 depends, it depends on what you want. It depends uh, on everybody's individual future yeah. goals. If if you're an athlete, I feel like uh, you know, college, depending on where you're going. If if you if you're going, you know. If you want to be the best of the best, you want to be in the major leagues or whatever. If you're an athlete, you're gonna to have to go to college. Right. I mean, yeah, you, yeah. Well, there's and I, I can go. Weekend sports is, could be its own darn podcast. Oh, yeah. I that. Um, I'm not gonna get what what I what I know is that what I know is that based off of what people decide they want to do and they should. The the biggest faults that I see right now is one they don't teach people how to make those decisions and they send them off to school without making decisions, so it's blindly sought after. That that's a mm. unless your parents were taught, which most parents weren't. Yeah. That these even when you look at these individuals that are deciding to go to college for a doc to become a doctor and to become a scientist, they have those goals set young. You know, they look at it, they're like, okay, most of them that are successful are going to look at them like, all right, you know what? 
I'm finishing up my high school. I want to be, I want to graduate top of my class. I want to be good at sports and I'm going to use sports as a conduit to get a scholarship to go to a great school so I don't have to pay for it. Mm. And I'm going to go to this school with the idea of becoming a doctor or something else. That's where you see the really successful people is because right. they have a plan in their head. Right. right. Where you see the people that don't do it are the people, oh, I'm going to go become a nurse or I'm going to go do this and that. Then they get into their second year, realize this isn't what they really want to do. So then they change majors, never right. really spent the time. They lost two years of the most, two years of the most important time for them to learn something yep. um keegan's dying <laughs> but allergies bro. yeah it's all good so it's you know it's kind of like so that's where i feel like i mean i i can't even go into the school systems but and government all i don't even mess with. either way yeah, yeah you get so far into it yeah. trade school is phenomenal but my personal opinion and i say his personal opinion based off of what i've seen unless you've made a decision to be 50 years old and still doing that trade Oof. every day, yep, yep. making just enough money to put away and invest and living your life saying, all right, I'm going to pay for my kid's college. But when I do that, I'm going to be strapped for cash. Unless you plan on starting your own business in that trade, don't go to trade school. Yeah. Right. I, that's it. And when I, when I say that, that doesn't mean you're going to trade school, getting out of trade school and starting business. What I'm saying is you go to trade school, work for a company that can show you how a business operates in that trade, learn a lot, make relationships, get a mentor, exactly. do get a yep. business coach, and then you decide, all right, I've been in this trade for four or five years. I want to go out and start my own thing right. in this niche. Yep. So that way I can coach other people and hire people through trade school to teach them and continue to grow that. You're wasting your time in your life. See, I, I, got, I got really lucky because I didn't have to go to trade school for where I'm at right now. Because for as long as I could walk, I've always had a wrench in my hand, too. You know? My father, he was That was, was a penis. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, here it is. It's right here. Right here. Uh, um, but, no, uh, I, I got really lucky. I got to be thankful uh, for my father, you know, because uh, he was a mechanic for 25 years, ASC certified, GM Master Tech. Um, and he, you know, he tinkered around with vehicles his whole life. He went to trade school and did his thing, but... Uh, whenever it's time for me to like come back from college because I, I was playing college football. I was going for business administration. You know, my father, whenever I was in middle school, he went back to college, got uh, his associates. And now he works for Amtrust. He's a claims auditor and adjuster. And he does he does very well. He's a re really smart guy, really, you know, biggest asshole you'll ever meet. But God, I love him to death. Um, but uh, no. So whenever I came home and I was like, I, I got to find a job, blah, blah, blah. Well, then I got in the automotive industry and I'm just like. You know, all of this is like fucking Legos to me, you know, because mm -hmm. I didn't have to go to the school for it. It's like, well, I already have this skill. If I can make money off of this skill, skill and get me through for the next, you know, five years and figure out what I want to <laughs> do with my life. That's OK, because, you know, I'm making decent money and I'm, right. you know, granted, I'm taking it day by day. But that know? trade, but that trade also, though, like Steve was saying, like, and, and I have this mentality, too, and I think we talked about it and you do, too. You want to own your own place, your own yeah. restoration shop. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have that mentality of I want to, I don't want to work for someone. I don't, I don't want to make someone. Well, else I'm, rich. I'm trying to make myself rich. Right. You know, so yeah. I'm working. Yeah, I'm working in that company to eventually be owning my own business. But some people were will say, you know, well, you know, I don't want that stress. I'd rather just work through a company and just get paid, get a check. You know, just retire at sixty five yeah. and just get a check. And and that's and that's that's their mentality. Well, you know. Well, see, I, I would much rather retire at like you know a, a younger age. We'll just take forty for example. And with my retirement money, I'd rather open up my own GM restoration shop. Yeah. You know, that way I'm like, I'm doing something I love, you know, and, you know, this is my passion and I'm not stressed about it. You know, I can find a few guys that are out there that have to. But every business will probably bring stress. But if you have someone like run it too, though, like a GM, yeah. 
And then you, you poke in and stuff and do that, yeah? No, it, here's what it comes... I think you're underselling yourself. If you're saying, I want to start something when I go retire, do that with my retirement money, you're just... No, you're, already, you're already done. Oh, yeah. You're done with your life. Do you, and what I'm saying, don't do it now. It, it, there is a certain amount of experience you have to have. But right. I, I know... Okay, there's a, there's a company in Dallas, Texas. Um, the owner's named Harmony. I'm not going to go into all the details. Harmony started a home inspection company with no experience in the industry, none whatsoever, and a female in the industry on top of that, which is very not sought out with trades, right? With trades, right. right? And in seven years, built a $14 million home inspection company. Wow. Seven years? Yeah, no. seven years. Wow, that's crazy. Seven years. Now, in, in just by knowing how to be in making intelligent business decisions, knowing how to hold people accountable, doing that, but there's something that she did. And she's my age. She's a little bit older than me. Okay? So she's young, too. So she's done this all and beat statistics left and right because she didn't let that hold her back. And you can tell that when you talk with her. Her, her mentality, her goals, what she is, she thinks, she looks, she anal analyzes, she goes through, and she, she makes her decisions, willing to change her decisions and not hard set on it. So she, she's got that. And so when you talk about, listen, you guys are in your 20s. If I, and you know, you always say, man, if I can go back and talk to people in my twenties, I would tell myself this and that. No, if I went back to me in my twenties, I'd say, good luck, man. And I walk away because I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I'm so. glad it, it happened this way. It's not that what it is, is understand how to listen to the advice that's given to you and determine how that fits your goal. But you need to be clear about your goal. And I warn you and don't make your goal too specific because that's how people get stressed. Right. Make your goal. By the time I'm 40, I want to be a millionaire. By the time I'm 40, I want to have my own company. Then you can backtrack and say, well, this is where I need to be here when I get there. And then if you're not there, when you if you feel like, man, I'm really not. Huh, I remember when I told myself I was going to do that, I'm not there. You need to stop and reanalyze your life. You need to stop and say, all right, do I need to change it? Do I need to stop traveling to other states? Do I need to focus on this pest control company? Do, you know, I want, do, do we want to have another kid? Is this house going to work? You need to really analyze where you are. And if you don't do that, you're pissing in the wind. I don't know if you ever heard that saying. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're just nothing. You're not doing anything good. You're killing yourselves yeah. out. And I've been that person. I've been that kid. I've been the one like, oh, man, what do I want to do with my life? You know, uh, the, that, oh, now I have a kid coming. Man, that's stressful. I'm getting married. Oh, man, that's stressful. Right. No, it's not stressful. You should be excited. You know, people, people. Well, there, there, well, there's a, there's a, it's fun. So no, no. you said stress and excitement and whatnot. But uh, it, it just reminded me of that. So there was like a study or something that uh, what happens to your body whenever you're stressed and you're excited, there's like no difference. Nope. There is no, it's all in your head. Yeah. It's I, all I, mindset. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I could be like all like jittery or whatnot. And I'm like, oh, I'm stressed. I'm stressed. No, you are excited. Mm -hmm. You're not stressed. You just got to take it. Look at it. The, hey, like th this is what it is. You know, if, if I keep thinking that I'm stressed, I'm stressed, I'm stressed. No. Take a step back for a second. So think about the mind for a minute. And um, I know we yes. talked we talked about this yes. stuff a couple of weeks ago, and he's all excited. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're exactly right about mindset. All right. <clears throat> if every time you get to a position, whether it be getting married, having kids, starting a business, mm -hmm. quitting a job to go work for whatever it is, you put yourself in that situation. If you coach your brain to think, I'm going to be successful, I'm going to be successful, yeah. you're going to be successful. It's going to happen and naturally. It's going to happen naturally. Yeah, right. If you think, oh, man, what happens if I miss this payment? Oh, man, what happens if, oh, gosh, I just overdraft. Oh, gosh, there's that. 
you're going to keep continue to go down that path. Right. It's like, it's a toxic relationship right. with yourself. That's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. We, we had that, like a conversation like that, that like a couple few Saturdays ago. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I sit there and I was just like, I was like, Oh my God. Like, like, you know, you were teaching, basically you were teaching us. Right. Right. And I've never paid attention to someone teaching like that. You know, <laughs> not even in school. It's true though. Right. But, but I, these past like probably like three, three weeks or so I've, I've thought that I was like, no, just like whatever, whatever I tell myself in my mind, you know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. People Dude, say, write I, it on your mirror, like write it down, write down notes. So you look at it every single day, you know, I believe day. that write down your goals and that kind of stuff. So you every see day. it, but it comes down to what's in your head and yeah. said that mentality. Yeah. The study was they took a couple hundred people and they actually had that they took a couple hundred people and they said, what are your new year's res- resolutions? Half of them, they said, just tell it to yourself every day. The other half, they said, we're you, we we're going to put it we're going to put it on your mirror and you're going to look at it every day. Mm-hmm. 90% of the people that put it on their mirror did it. Only 6% of the people who t- told themselves did it. Wow. Only 6% who told themselves did it, but 90% of the people that wrote it on their mirror ended up doing it. Ended whether it be falling through and, and they, it. and they did it around. So what didn't matter if they were losing weight, didn't matter if they were to be a billionaire, who knows what they're, right. you're, but they did it. They, 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 did they wrote it. it down and they saw it every day. It wasn't even the process of just like writing it down or something. It was more of like, I see it every day and I'm thinking about it. They're acknowledging Every one of us are a psychologist dream. Explain <laughs> why. We we all have another mind in our mind yeah. that we only talk to on occasion, but has always been a part of us, so we don't have to have a conversation with unless you're clinically insane, right? <laughs> it is 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 our subconscious. Mm-hmm. When you're doing that, you're you're training, you're coaching your subconscious, and we don't even start to understand the power that it has over our everyday lives. We naturally cannot even comprehend it because of how quickly it controls your breathing it controls your heart rate it controls all these things that you have to think so hard to try to control and it's because it's a much powerful computer it's like it's like it's literally like having the, your subconscious is the entire internet right. and your web browsers your conscious brain Mm. that's the best way to put it. Yeah. There's so much stuff out there going on that you literally have to go into a search bar and type and it in at, yeah. and look at. Yeah. And, and your subconscious has all that data and that information. Yeah. You just need to figure it out. So when you you got to figure out a way to tap into it. You have to coach it. Right. So if I'm running, think about it, think about it this way, the communication between your brain, your subconscious brain, your conscious brain, your conscious brain has to have better SEO, search engine optimization, in order for it to find what it needs. So if you start thinking about it literally how the internet works, <laughs> if you have if you start coaching your your conscious brain to look for this and your subconscious has this phenomenal search engine optimization, you are able to think about things differently, remember things differently. Mm-hmm. You you start having different habits right, in your life. You right. start working out, you start eating right. Like, wait a minute, why is all this stuff happening? It's because your subconscious knows already that these are all the best things you should be doing for yourself. Mm-hmm. You just don't know how to communicate with right. it. Right. That's crazy. What do you <laughs> that's crazy so what do you what do you recommend or what's your advice on people right now that are lost in their career whether they be like not knowing what they're doing uh let's say you know for instance 20s 30s 40s 50s and they're just lost they don't know what's your what's your advice like what would you give to those people that that are listening what if <laughs> so think about this what if what if all those times you said you were going to do something you wanted to do, you actually did it? What if all the times you said you were going to set goals for yourself, wake up and work out, you actually did you it? You actually did it. What if all the times you said, I want to be successful, I no longer want to be in debt, I hate getting overdrafts, I hate missing my bills, I hated doing all this, I'm going to change it, and you actually did. What if? 
I have met people in every age range. So me being young and successful, historically, I have been in charge of people much more experienced in life than me. And I'm going to say, everybody, you know, I say they're older than me, but they're much more experienced in life, right? That have given up, that are just, that have, have tried and failed. And because they failed, they revert back to a sense of, I don't want to take any more risk, whatever that is, right? I had an individual that I was down, I was working with another company and I had done this week long training. Three days of it were with their, with their technicians and went through, all right, guys, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Eating a donut over. It's, they, it's like, all right, guys, I really got them that they're, they're amped. And to give you a, a concept of the room, there are some middle-aged people, some younger guys. I think the youngest was in his 20s. And then there was this guy that was a little bit older, experienced, right? Guys, this, this, this needs to happen. Listen, we can do this. You have the ability. Here's a motivation. Here's what you need to do. Not only is it motivation, here's a detailed outline of what you need to do when you get there to be successful to help take your mind off of it. So now you can focus inward on what needs to change, not worrying about what's coming out of your mouth, right? And before we had this meeting, I was talking with the owners and I'm like, let's talk about your people, right? And there was one person that kept coming up that they were concerned that wasn't going to take the change. And I'm like, well, I'm just letting you know now, from my experience, this isn't going to work out, possibly, this week with what's going to happen. And I'm like, are you willing to let this person go? Because from what you're telling me, they don't match your culture. Mm. And they're like, you're absolutely right. This person doesn't. And I'm like, all right, well, we need to have a plan in place for if this doesn't work out. We wanted to. We spent the money for them to come out here. This wasn't right. a part of our initial conversation. Mm. We want this to work out. And they're like, yeah, we do want to. They have a lot of experience to bring to the table. You know, good people, you know, something like that. And <clears throat> no, this person, you know, whatever. So we do the we do the training. They're like, yep, yeah, we'll have everything ready in case we need to move schedules. It's in a different market, blah, blah, blah. Person came in, second, in the middle of the first day, actually, about noonish. Um, it was literally in the middle of me communicating. And all, what was happening was... He kept on like giving me like, well, what if so I saw this happen and I, I acknowledge this person's concerns through yeah. this entire. I'm like, right. you know what? You're right. And the other people were getting a little first. I'm like, no, you guys need to understand this person's experience. They've been through this before. Right. And they have questions about it. And you all need to listen. So I was giving this person. So like, the experienced person is asking questions. Correct. But if doing so for in, in a combative manner. But I was acknowledging the fact that that wasn't the intent. I wasn't letting the person get under my skin. And I was like, no, listen to this. He, he, this person is smart, been doing it for a long time. Everybody listen. And, and I was legitimate because if that was the intent the person had, I wanted it to be heard. Right. In my mind, I kind of figured that was happening because I've been so, through this. So you were, hel you were helping them out with. I, was, I, wasn't, I wasn't making it seem like I was the bad guy. I kept right. on saying, guys, listen to this guy. He's got a lot of experience, which you guys don't, don't get frustrated with what he's saying. Really listen to it. Um, Keegan, if you want that on, if you want that to stop, drop the, drop the long one back and extend the skinny one and it'll counterweight itself. So it doesn't lean. So push. Yep. Now lock it and now extend the skinny one. Sorry. I'm helping Keegan with his mic. There you go. Now, it's like old times, now pull, pull it all the way out. There you go. There See, you go. there you go. Counterweight baby. Uh, yeah. um, sorry about that. So either way, so I, so I have, so I've got, so this guy's there he's sitting at the table and I'm, I'm not letting him get under my skin. So around lunchtime, I start right before we got to lunch, I'm talking about, all right, what does this look like going forward? Well, there's going to be accountability. We're going to hold you guys accountable to what you're doing, right? And I start talking about accountability, and everybody's heads are nodding around the table except for this guy. And he's, <laughs> and he's I'm watching him, and he's looking around at everybody agreeing with me. And he's like, oh, I'm done. 
And I'm like, excuse me? He's like, oh, I'm done. I'm like, I'm like done for today? Or He's like, no, I'm done. I, I don't want to do this. <clears throat> I'm like, you know what? I really appreciate you being honest. Everybody, you know, would acknowledge that. That couldn't have been easy for you. I really appreciate that. I wish you the best. Michael's going to see you. Wow, <laughs> and yeah. so it was a mental thing. It was a mental thing. <laughs> so, so, so walks out, get, goes out, all that stuff. Like everybody's like, okay. And, and he, I think, I think there was a surprise that I wasn't like, oh no, stay, stay, stay. Huh. It was like, okay, you know what? I appreciate that. That's we, what you want to do. We accept your resignation. I looked, everybody go at this. The people I need to look at, they're like, yeah, we're good at this. We already knew. That, that this guy wasn't going to want to change. And then we didn't, we hated that because he was, he had so much experience. Then walked out and that was it. Wow. That was it. Bye. And you know what? It's the, it, 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 to this day, the other technicians come and say, gosh, we need to get rid of that guy a long time ago. And I'm like, it, when, you, when you have that, it's all about mindset. But, and so you talk about people like, you know, younger people. When I was out there, because the, 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 I'm not going to get into details, but, but the, he had a long way to go. So as we right. got traveling, I went out there because we had to get keys and stuff like that. And he's like, I've met people like you who've told you we could do this and that. It just turns into a crock of this and that. Yeah. And I'm like, he's like, I don't do And he's like going off on me. And I'm like, and I'm like, hey, man, I'm like, real quick. I'm like, I just have one question for you. I'm like, what if? I'm like, what if, what if this time that isn't what happened? What if this time it actually worked out? What if you were able to retire five years early? And he didn't know what to say. He was just, he was awestruck that I would ask him yet again, what if? And he didn't have an answer for me. And after I asked him that, because he was giving it, he, was, he wasn't wanting to give up the keys. To, he's like, Here, here's the trucks, man, I'm, I'm done with this. And he just wow. sat on his tailgate and gave up until the person came and picked him up and they took him out. So, because I was right and he couldn't fight me on it. I wasn't even being, I was just there. And the other guys there was like, what uh. happened? And I'm like, I just asked them, what if? I'm like, what if that would have worked out? What if this did work out exactly how I said to? Because right now it is. That guy could that guy could have potentially made an extra oh ten goodness. grand since I've yeah. been there Ugh. in his pocket. Because he has that. What if? So like you could relate that to kind of what I was saying. Is like what if you know you you stuck with whatever you're having those like whatever like what like if you're planning on leaving your job like what if what you, if what if you stayed a little bit longer you know or like so are you thinking or like, what if you didn't or what if you didn't? Let me tell you. A it's, what if it's like a it's like a fifty fifty. When I was working at Terminex, my first year, I sold $389,000 in pest control business. Because of that, they made me a manager, okay? I was just, my wife, my new wife, Sarah, was just pregnant with our first boy. <gasps> and my options, now mind you, I was getting paid 10% commissions, plus I had my regular commissions I got from servicing. So 10% of $398,000 on top of $30,000 a year. Seventy, eighty thousand dollars. That's nice. That's nice. And I was making that, and I had to make a decision to take half of that to become a manager at a salary of forty thousand dollars a year. And I was twenty four at this time. What 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 uh, year was it? This was uh, twenty thirteen. So, so forty thousand. So and I had a son on the way. So I was going to take a pay cut. I was buying a house, but it was going to give me an opportunity to get into management. That's and risk. see another. That, that's that's a, so when you talk about what ifs, and you know what? So and it, this is the four serious, the truest thing I've ever heard. When you die, you regret the things you didn't do, not the things you did. So, um, I I thought about it, and I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I didn't spend my life doing other stupid decisions like you know drinking and driving and all that shit. So I'm like, or even mm -hmm. drugs. I'm like, all right, let's make a decision. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna be a manager. And the first time I did it, I failed. Failed miserably. That's okay. 
oh, I failed. I was I was cocky. I was arrogant. I was everything a 20-year-old manager who had people that was that were 30, 40 years older than him would act like. It was mm-hmm. it was you have a damn job to do, do your damn job. I'm your manager. That's it. How you know, what do you need? You know, and I and I failed. But what I found out real quickly is it humbled me very quickly. Very quickly. I knew exactly what it was. I, m- I remember meeting with the owners and talking with them. And afterwards, he's like, you took that really well. I'm like, I knew it was happening. <laughs> I'm like, I, I appreciate you guys bumping it up a bit because now I can reset. Now I can learn. I can right. back away from it. Learn from what happened. Mend my, mend my, mend my bridges. You know, if I, if I pissed anybody off, that was my friend. Get that and go forward. And that's what I did. Never looked back. Awesome. Wow. I'll never be that guy again. Awesome. It took you to fail. To, to it took me that. to fail. It took me to fail. So I even think about, you know, when I'm doing like, you know, starting up this pest control company, I had a couple people work for me. One, both I had high ambition. One was a closer friend than another. Um, one with a lot of experience, one with some experience. Neither of them with the management experience like I need. Like I need. And that's very specific. They have experience. It's not like I needed. And I wasn't afraid to fail with them. Like, listen, I made a, if this, if you're my friend, if this doesn't work out, We'll just keep going on with life. Like, yeah, cool. And that's what's happened. Right. I went a little bit different. It was like, you know, it was kind of like they wanted to, but it got to the point where they had to make the decision and they couldn't make the decision. So they copped out. Mm. And wow. that to me was a little bit more, that was a lot more disappointing on me. That right. one was on the other one. Cause the one was a mutual. This one was like, all right, <laughs> we're going to the next step. Now we have to hold people accountable. We got to manage. Are you ready for this? I've known you for five years. You know, we're, we're ready to go, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. <sighs> okay. And then no, got married. Right. That literally, now they were engaged for a while. It was just like, you know, that, that opportunity to man up or get out came and it was like, ah, no, I'm going to play it safe. Mm-hmm. And guess what? I don't think that person is making nearly as much because it was about money. Then it wasn't about money. You said comfort zone too. There, there's beauty in experiencing failure and having that experience of failure. There, if there, you're not failing, really you're not doing something right. Nope, you're right. You need to be failing. If you're not failing, you're not trying. Mm. That's what it is. And if you're not trying, you're going to always be exactly where you are, and you're always going to go in the same circle. You're gonna, you're gonna get up with the courage to be like, all right, you know what? I'm sick of this place. I'm gonna quit. When I left every job that I left, I never left it because I was sick of it. I want to make that clear. I left it because it was a decision for me to put myself in a better position better in life. Yep. Yep. Where so yep. like even now, if I was if I was me still working for the previous company, I would still be proud of myself. Because I'd still be being successful. I would be growing. I would be doing would it be at the same level or the same speed I am now? Absolutely not. Right. But I made a decision and it's working out for me, but it's also opened my eyes to a completely different world that I was not coached in. And you guys still don't even have an idea about of how truly easy mentally it can be to start your own business and how if you just gave yourself a little bit of credit instead of being scared, everybody in here could be millionaires in the next 36 months. Easy. Easy. Now, I say easy when I say easy. With a lot of work, right? But a lot of discipline, which is the things that typically you don't find in younger people. The discipline to not pick up a beer, go for go for go for thirty days where every day you wake up at five a.m. Every oh. day, I don't care. Every day, yeah. five a.m. Right, yeah. right. Then make it where at least every other day you're doing some sort of strictly physical activity. Don't drink any alcohol. Don't smoke any weed. Don't smoke any cigarettes. Don't intake anything like that. For a month, and tell me how you feel afterwards. Honestly, 
That'd be a I, good I, challenge. I, we're capable. No, I, I think. Tell I, me how. Honestly, that's very motivating. Because we're capable t- of it. Tell me how you feel after. And you know what? I, another thing. Look into what kind of vitamins you should be taking. Oh Make my sure god. Eat, eat the proper diet. Yep. And when I say proper diet, you know everybody's got their opinion. Everything you buy from everywhere is whatever GMO, whatever. I don't care. You can still eat healthy. And mm-hmm. so I don't. I don't work out to live. I work out to eat what the hell I want yeah, to. When I yeah. want to. Right. But I don't drink alcohol. I right. mean, I, I the last time I think I actually had a significant amount, amount of alcohol was with you guys. But no, that was, you know, it was a treat to myself. <laughs> right, right, and you yeah. can treat yourself, right? Yeah. But it makes it that much more enjoyable, it right? It makes it that much more enjoyable. Sure. Yeah. Pr- prior to that, the last time I had alcohol was probably two or three months, maybe around Christmas time. Right. So, I mean, I... I just don't. I mean, correct. I, first time, and I don't want to say the first time I ever smoked weed, I was 36, 36 years old. You know, I mean, that's because I just had family that didn't want to do it. And at this point, my my opinion on it's different because I've educated myself, but that's it. Right. You know, and it's like there's so much that is scary. And I know because I've been there. And there's failure on every corner. But what you do is you mitigate the risk mm-hmm. by saying, hey, I want to bring, you know, I have somebody said, don't ever hire somebody you know. I'm like, no, what it means is you don't have a relationship with that person to communicate them what the expectations are prior and what failure looks like and how that affects your relationship beforehand. Mm. If you can do that with somebody and set those expectations, hey, I want you to come work for me. But by the way, if this doesn't work out, it doesn't affect our, our friendship. You, I'm going to be different. I'm going yeah. to be a different person than we are as friends. I have to because right. that's my job. And I'm going to expect more from you than I would maybe a friend because this affects your future and my future. And I'm taking that into consideration. But if this doesn't work out, just communicate with me and be honest and we'll be fine. That's it. Right. Hey, Steve, I don't think this is working out. I need to start looking for another job. This isn't right for me. I want to go in a direction. Awesome. How can I help you get to your other direction? What do I need to do? Well, then, no, what's work your notice? That's fine. You could, you need me as a reference? What do you need to do? I'm not trying to get right. rid of you, but at the same time, why the hell would I fight you if you don't right. want to be, yeah. be here? Yeah. 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 That means now right. I now, what that means is I get to go back and reevaluate myself of what can I have done differently to teach and coach this type of person who I obviously saw some sort of uh, ability in. How where, where did I fail? And I'm not saying it's a bad thing; it's a good thing. I'm learning something, but the only way for me to learn is risk that, right. risk those relationships, risk my friends, risk the people, risk my time. But you have to make those risks to learn. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and some people just aren't into it, you know, like you, like for instance, I did the welding, you know, Yeah. I I started doing that. I was like, honestly, I I like doing this as a hobby, but I hate doing it as a career. I've heard, this sucks. I've heard plenty of people say, don't turn your hobby into a job. Yes. That's what I think. I think that's, 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 uh, it it, depends. Yeah. It it depends. I guess. Yeah. It depends on us. How you look at it, too. It depends on the individual's emotional intelligence and capability to know themselves. Yeah. People think they know themselves. No, you know a part of yourself. I, if you really know yourself, you know when you're, what's going to get you up in the morning. You know what's going to put you down. You know what to do when you're angry. You know what it right. is when you're upset to make you feel better. That's I mean, that's that you need to know yourself. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's yeah. it starts with that and really, truly finding what you like and enjoy to do. And then relate that towards your career, you know? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I don't want to be laying on my deathbed regretting so much that I didn't do. Right, yeah. I mean, that that that's scary. We're here for such a short time, so it's like, you know, people always say, too, life's not short. You just got to do more, you know? What what people, what that saying means is don't work your, you know, eight-hour shift every day, you know? Wake up a little earlier or stay down, you know? After work, do your hobby. Get into something a little more, you know? But people are so stuck on like working a forty-hour, you know, a week job, 
having off Saturday, Sunday, and then going right back to yeah. it, you know, and then retiring at sixty, like it, we were talking about, and then and then you only have what twenty it, years left of your life. It, it almost starts to feel like you know you're you're working just for the weekends, and then you blink twice and the weekends are gone, and then oh exactly, right. then you restart. Then you feel like a number. You're just a you're number. just a number, and you're just restarting. That's how I feel like the society makes us. Yeah, you you know what happens a lot of times with people. The weekends become the treat they deserved from working the entire week. I'm sorry, no. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you work. You don't deserve shit no. until you get yourself in a position where you and your family have a better future. Right. Once you've gotten yourself in a position yeah. where you, your family, the people that you love and care about have a better future because of what you did during the week, until then, your ass wakes up every weekend at 5 a.m. Yep. And what you do is instead of going to an office to work, you're working on your life and your family. That's your other job. Oh, yeah. And you need to have that job on the weekends. You know, for me, you know, my wife gives me shit like yesterday, for example. I sat around yesterday. Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, you sitting around today? I'm like, yeah. And you want to know why? Because I had to teach her a damn lesson. <laughs> I'm not going <gonna>, <laughs> to get into that. She was, she's been taking, she does her baking, but she takes on way too many orders and it affects her. But I've told her this, and since she doesn't learn from me telling her, I have to show it to her. Uh, I have to show it to her. It's, you're going gonna to take a break. I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to let her do what, she's put, what she should be doing. <laughs> and she's going to learn the hard way, but she's a lot like me, which is why I love her. Right. You know, I know I'm able to read the situation. Like, this right. is how I would teach Because you've done that. You've, exactly. you've, you've been in that position. You're able to like, oh, I'm laughing at you. Because... And, then, and then a day like today, I'm up early, and she's like, oh, you can get up early. And I'm like, yeah, I can. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not teaching uh, them a lesson. So it's uh, kinda... well, well, one thing that kind of spark my mind and, um you know uh people people i've heard this so many times people always say like you know what i mean it relates to us more than anything i'm sure you can relate to it at some point but people are like you know you're so young you know you're 20 something you should be out every night like my boss has told me this he was like he's like so what do you do like whenever you go home i'm like i go home i shower i try and stay active for a little bit and then i go to bed at like nine o'clock and i wake up at some recently i've been waking up at six but you know sometimes i've been waking up at five six and he's like Dude, you're so like you're 20 years old. Like I was out every night, blah blah blah. So it was like, I almost want to look at him and say, "Fuck you," you know. Like I want to be 40 years old and out every night. I mean, and I mean that in the nice way. At 40 years old, I want to be in the Maldives out every night. I want to be in Vegas with my wife, walking around, having fun every night. I don't want to deal with my 20s. That's when I'm the most energetic and exactly, exactly. They say if you work your in your 20s, your your 30s. Well, if you work all throughout your your 20s. Then you can enjoy your oh, yeah. your thirties and say the other way around. People enjoy their twenties and then get serious in their thirties. Mm-hmm. If uh, you if you really work in your twenties, then you can enjoy your thirties. Right, know? right. That's my brother even said that to me too, and it, it kind of did stick with me. It's kind of true. Work yeah, hard I, now. Yeah, your brother's right. So, and sometimes I I do get myself like a little bit worked up to where I'm like I'm just like I want to hit the ground, go go go. But like you know at the same time you know you can work, you can do your thing, stay at, but like slow down, take take you know. Yeah. I never give that moment of like I guess that that that, that meditation. I challenge you the next time your boss asks you that and truly do this, have yourself set up where he says, "What did you do over the weekend?" I spent the weekend reading some self help books, some business understandings. I did some communication <laughs> with my mentor, and I figured out what I need to do to take it to the next level. I and watch what your boss I looks have, at you. I have that. literally thought of saying something like that to him. He would look like a deer in headlights. You know, <laughs> I know exactly. Because like, am I losing an employee? What, what is happening? Are you okay? But you know what? You need to right. because you need to be that boss. Thinking right. that you've got other people that are working for you now, right? That you want to build that into them. If you became a, if you, if, if right now I continue to do what my goal is, which is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to bring people on that I become a coach and a mentor for. That's it. I'm no longer bringing on employees. 
I, I'm going to have to have some, but the ones that are going to be directly working with me aren't going to be those people. The people working with me are people that I'm going to mentor, people that I'm going to coach, and people that I'm going to teach how to leave me if they wanted to, but value the information and the coaching to stay. And that's where it's going to be. So I, I'm, in, I'm in several large groups of companies and owners. One of them, it's IEBPB. It's, it's this group of inspection people. And we were talking about employees. And they're like, well, aren't you afraid you're going to lose them? Well, yeah, but I want that for them. You, 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 you want, want to be able to grow. You want them to grow. Yeah. Now, you yeah, to grow. I'm setting myself with, if that happens, and like, oh, man, I just got an offer to run this other company for somebody. Awesome. Like, dude. That sucks for me. <laughs> but that's awesome. But it, it does suck for me in, in slight inconvenience. But at the same time, I'm just, I'm going to, if I'm mentoring people, I'm going to have somebody else I'm going to want to mentor in your spot. Yeah, you're going to have another guy. Exactly. Yeah, you're going to have somebody Not only that, else. hey, we had a great relationship. When you're there, if you ever run into somebody that you think I can use on my team, let me know. Hey, when you go to run this other company, if you run into a situation where you're having trouble coaching people and it's maybe something I helped you coach through, call me up and let yep. me teach you how to be that coach. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then that becomes that's, a, that's karma. Karma's a bitch, but she can help you a lot. Uh, that's also no, why I don't love burn karma. your bridges. Love karma. Don't burn your bridges with your whoever you know you leave end on good terms and mm-hmm. you help each other out and then grow. Uh, some bridges are nice to burn though. Some. Well, it, depends. It, it depends it, though. But. If, if that bridge isn't helping my ROI. <laughs> well, that's not always true. It all depends on it all depends on how you're defining your ROI. Yeah, too. you know, it, there's. I don't know, I, I'm I'm a firm believer of you karma. If you don't always get paid for what you do, you do in karma. I go. It's even like service. I think about technicians that would quote unquote ghost write tickets where they never actually showed up to the house, and those people, if not now, eventually are going to get their karma. Then I think about the people who. The people that I know in my life who have always gone through and done that little bit extra, they did what they needed to do when they knew no one was looking. They decided to get do it instead of getting away with it. And those are the people that have been historically happier in my life than the people that try to do the minimum. Happiness is big. Oh, it's oh, it's, it's massive. Yeah. But that's the thing too, like spreading, you know, surrounding yourself with people that you know you can grow with. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I, and and my friend group is just shrinked tremendously, you yeah. know. And I, that's honestly, I, a good I love thing. that. I love that so much, you know. Yeah, that that that's oh god. I mean, I have I have lots like you guys are my friends, like and I do, and but you know we know we, we start to get to know each other. I often I literally off the time I have I have one friend I can think of that truly knows me, Liz. Liz is awesome. Liz has been my lifelong friend for since ever. I, I she just I've known her longer than I know my life. But Liz and I, we can go for a year without talking to each other. Pick up, pick phone, up right, like, right where you left off. Right where we are in our lives, always parallel one way. Yep. It's like, oh, are you doing good? <clears throat> I am doing good. Are you not doing good? Neither am I. You know, it's like <laughs> oh, we, we, so we cool. fit that. And, you know, excuse me. And that's so like, and I think I was telling you this, Anthony. You are the sum of the five closest people that influence your life. That's it. Think about the five closest people you have influencing your life. However that looks, even if some are further away because you only have three and then two right. are like a teacher or something, it doesn't matter. The five closest people influence you. Take what their lives look like. That's you. If you want to change the you, way your you, life looks you like. Are, you are who you surround you yourself are. with. Exactly. You yeah. want to change your life, then you have to surround right. yourself. Not saying you have to get rid of those people. Right. I'm just saying like, so good example. Maybe you have 
toxic parents that maybe went through a tough time. They were they were young. They they made stupid decisions. Doesn't mean you cut off your parents. No, they just aren't the biggest influence in your life anymore. Right. Then you go and you add people in your life that are good influences, and you spend more time with those people. Mm-hmm. Not saying you separate yourself from your parents' relationship. You just understand that's what that relationship is. Right. That you're not there to fix them. You might want to, but you don't. Mm-hmm. And that you're there to help them. Right. In, in any way, and what you're doing in the long term is going to be better for them than what you're doing now. God, I can relate. Oh, I, can I can relate, relate to that, that. Yeah, that so, mm-hmm. so, so true. Well. Oh, that is so true. Yeah, that's and that's what it is. See, like for me, I was lucky because the majority of my life, my my parents were the two people closest. But I lucked out with parents. But as I grew older, like right now, I still talk to my parents on a daily basis, just about during the week, and we and that's great because we have a good adult relationship that way. But at the same time, other than me, you know, my mom, not so much my dad. I'll talk to him about business, but my wife, I don't talk to her about work. She's not my biggest influence in my life for work. She's right. for home, but not for work. Right. I have other people who she's never even met that are bigger influence in my work. And they kind of are coaching me. And I've spent the last year especially changing those people and really putting high-end people in place that, that are going to help me influence my life going forward. Right. And, influ- right. and, and it's vice versa. I want to be able to help them the same way. Oh, yeah. Right. That's a really good way of looking at it, too. I mean... To be like a, because you you interview a lot of people and stuff, and and to be able to have people under you, that's pretty cool as a boss to be like, wow, like that's what my boss wants for me, you know, like truly, like like that's such a good feeling if I was an employee to feel that way, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. I went to Krispy Kreme Donuts to get you guys donuts today before I came here, and the girl behind the counter was really peppy and happy, and she was having a good time. And I'm like, "Hey, I want a dozen donuts, half glazed, and the rest whatever you want." And she picked them out and put them in color coordination because she thought it was pretty. And she's <laughs> like, I, "She's like, I really enjoy what I did, and I, I, I hope you like it." She's like, "I really didn't go for flavor; I went for looks." And there you are. She like had them, and she like so she even had them. Yeah, you're looking at no, she had them separate. She did a great oh job. You know what I did? I gave that girl a business card that said, "I want you to join my team." With really? my phone oh, that's awesome. And I said, "Hey, think about this." And she's wow. working on a Sunday morning. You know she probably doesn't want to work Sunday But morning. smile on her face. Smile she's having the best time. I, I don't give a shit she works at Dunkin' Donuts. She's got that attitude. And she's yeah. at, on Sunday morning, this girl's working at a Dunkin' Donuts on a smile Sunday morning, 8 a.m. So happy. Smile on her face, putting freaking donuts in there, having a great old time, regardless of the people right. around her that weren't happy. And she's just laughing. All. I'm like, I want you in my office. You're awesome. Shit. Right. Give me that. Give me 10% of that attitude right. and are willing to learn. Bring and that energy. You, and you are going to be the, running your yep. own apartment in a year and a half. And that spreads off on other people too yeah. you know, it's almost like giving forward I, you know I, every so yeah. every morning i come into work you know i'm i i, I hate it because I, I live the furthest away mm-hmm. but i'm always the first one there you know okay. no everyone shows up at eight o'clock eight oh seven eight ten it's a little annoying but that's okay you know but i always walk in good morning how's it going blah blah, blah. and the whole ride there the whole drive there i'm already thinking about okay when i go into work what do i have to do you know, I set up my toolbox. What am I working on? What do I need to measure? What do I need to pick, t- pick, take pictures of and stuff? I already got my whole day planned out. That way I can hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Open up shop, hit the ground running. But I'm all like, how's it going? But everyone else just has such a negative attitude. But, yeah. I, but yeah. you know, I'm drinking my coffee. I'm whistling. They hate, they hate that I whistle. <laughs> they hate that I whistle. I'm always whistling tunes. They hate it. I walk around and my shoes, they squeak. But I love it. It calms my brain down. I'm walking around squeaking. They're, they're all pissed off at me. Like, you got to get different shoes. I'm like, no, nah, I like my shoes. That's I like awesome. my little squeaky yeah. shoes. But it's like, I, I just have this jumpy, but it, all of these people are just like, right. And, and you let them, yeah. you know, I think so there's, when I was working, I was working for this company, one of the first after landscaping, big companies I worked for, my dad used to work there. There was this guy there that was a quote unquote lead tech and he was already in his mid to late 40, 30s. And 
I'm just thinking about his. They had a very, and you know, some people. It's right. Some I'm not knocking it, but he had a very quote unquote union esque mentality of I've been here longer, so that means I have superiority. Which is to me, it's not. It's like you to haven't an really, pro- yeah. You haven't proven what you can do. You yeah. haven't shown you can grow people. You haven't shown anything that's valuable to me. Experience to is company. more than just. Oh. And it was yeah. funny because when I left there, I made a. I I was talking with my dad, and I made a um, a prediction about where that person would be in fifteen years. And guess what? I was right. Uh, <laughs> guess what? This little punk kid that was making suggestions to him in the polite way, probably not in the best way, because I was a punk kid. Was always happy and peppy at work, laughing, yeah. had yep. a good time, ran around, all these things that person hate. I didn't let him knock it down. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? You don't have to be so this. Don't literally told me don't work so fast because then we're all going to be expected to do it. I had somebody tell me that, and that's when I knew that this person was full of shit. And so I'm like, all right, all right. So I still did me. I did me until I figured out it wasn't for me to be me there, and I left. But and I made a prediction. Guess what? This little punk kid probably made twice as much money in his life at thirty six than you did at right. fifty four, jerk. Yep. So mm-hmm. you're retired, getting your little bit. It's that good little silence. Guess staff. yeah. Guess what? Yeah. Guess what? My paycheck last week was d- d- more than yours. And if it's not about money, that's fine. Yeah. I'm not miserable in no. my forties. I have a plan that by then I'm gonna be able to spend all my time with my kids, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be able to take them to good places and be comfortable with them without seeing they're having to go to work for forty hours a week. How does that feel? Screw mm-hmm. the paycheck. How yeah, does that feel? Exactly. I get to watch my kids grow up and be a big part of their life right. in a very inspirational way to where I don't have to be there from eight to five every day during the week. That is yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. How does that, you know, so oh, that's kind of, that. that's how I see it. You know, I love that. Gosh, that's so true. There's so much we could talk about. We could go on and on with you, <laughs> oh, Steve. I think we're going to have to have another episode with you on. We yeah, are. We, we are. Oh, that was just I'm worth just, I'm, I, oh, I know I'm not saying a lot, but I'm, I'm literally taking everything you're saying I'm in. paying attention. Like, I'm, like, I'm just like, taking I'm, it in. Well, and I'm like noting yeah, it. I know you're taking it. Ah, <laughs> I love you, Steve. <laughs> oh, I missed you, man. I missed you too. I missed you too. <laughs> no, oh, that's, man. that's cool, dudes. I I appreciate being on, and yeah, I definitely will come back. I'm gonna be in the Carolinas for foreseeable future now. So rock on. That's gonna be awesome. I'm so looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm excited. And maybe too. we'll have you come out and see the new. Uh, Houston outbreak and how we sound. Hell yeah! You yeah, haven't heard dude. us in a while, dude. We're a different band now. I like it. Your jaw's gonna drop. Oh. Not and my, and my panties. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Thank you so much for coming out, man. It was an honor um, having you on this podcast. Love it. Love it so. We're so, so excited it, for man. the future to have you on more. And also, big shout out to you for fixing our sound. The technical oh yeah. <laughs> so fix so now we can record whatever. Now we're good. Yeah, we're have gonna to... save everything. Get everything yep. dialed in. We're good. We're good. Awesome. Uh, all right, all right, guys. Well, thank, thank you, you for tuning in. We will see you guys next week. Thanks for having me. Subscribe. To the hallway club. Later. Later, guys. Later. Oh, man. God, I could do that all day. Dude, that was fun. I was so comfortable right here, man. Yeah, dude, that was was good. Steve, you're amazing, bro. Absolutely. Had fun. Yeah.